You are now listening to the Heroes for Sale podcast. Whether you are a new collector or a seasoned pro, on a daily basis, I cover topics to help you grow your hobby knowledge and strategies to make you money in the market. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I'm your host. So on today's episode, I'm going to be talking to you about some cards that I recently sold. So before the pandemic happened in like early March, I was looking into buy a there was a Luca card that I really wanted. And I had been doing a bunch of research and from the research that I had done, essentially I I liked the the short printed Luca. I think it was like two number two thirty. I think it's the court side. I forget exactly what the name of the variation is, but like with, with select, I think um I like select and the way that it essentially works is that there are there's one 300 card checklist but then each 100 cards has its own like smaller checklist sort of and then as you go up so the first 100 cards are the base cards the second 100 are short printed and then the third 100 are super short printed apparently that's how it works now I looked at the Luca card it was like $300 and I had been trying I tried to buy it it didn't really sell too often and the auction that I was trying to buy it in it unfortunately didn't go through um, I lost the auction like at the last second, which is super unfortunate. So I, I I had sold some stuff and I had a roughly, I think it was three hundred dollars that I was looking to spend because that's what that's what I was looking to buy the Luca card for. So what I did was I bought one of the Jason I bought a Jason Tatum select base uh, and then I bought seven of the Donovan Mitchell base select cards. So my and this was before the pandemic. So th- th- my mindset for these cards were to sell them during the playoffs. So, I think they're at basically the value that I sort of expected them to be at. Um, The Mitchell cards went up a lot higher than I was expecting. Tatum card was roughly kind of what I was hoping for. So, I bought the Tatum card, and these are all PSA 10s. I bought the Tatum card for 75 and then I bought the seven Mitchell cards for average of $25 a piece. So, now, the Mitchell cards, I... I put them up so someone could have bought all of them if they wanted. I put them up for 140 uh, because that's I was looking at some of the comps, and those, the, the, that comp was a little bit higher than some of the other ones, so I figured people would put in offers, and if I liked the offer, I would accept it. And I just accepted an offer yesterday or the day before for three of the cards for 120 apiece. So... And that's basically the average, 120 because I think I sold one for 130 and then I sold one for 110 um, and then I sold another one for 120, I believe. So, you know, roughly on average, I sold it for 120. Um, I still have one more. So that's six. I think I sold. So I still have one more of the Mitchells. Cause I, I guess I didn't, I thought I put all of them up cause I have seven of them. I thought I put all of them up. I guess I didn't. So, you know, I may keep that one. I may sell it. I haven't fully decided yet, but all in all with an average of 120 per per card i sold six of them so that comes out to like 700 i'm doing actually i can just hold on i'm gonna pull a calculator out and do it on the calculator so i don't look like uh seven times 120 840 dollars from a 175 dollar investment essentially um and that's without if i were to i mean if we were to add the 120 it would basically be 960 if i were to sell another one for 120 so i'm not you know I think the thing that's happened recently 
is that the whole market has basically gone up on any base rookie cards. Because I understand, or any base rookie cards from, you know, the past five years, or even going back to maybe LeBron. Um, essentially, the whole market has gone up. So, you know, I, I've thought about times where I wanted to post about a sale that I made or sales in general. Um, but I've, I've kind of stayed away from posting, like, individual cards, prices, from some from uh, from one time to another time just because you know like i said it, the whole market has gone up and now i'm not saying i'm not saying that there haven't been cards that have gone up more i mean the mitchell cards went up $100 like from a 25 from $25 i made $75 i made 3x which i guess yeah i mean that that's pretty much what the market was but it, that's kind of where I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but I was talking. But when I was looking to buy, I was looking to buy undervalued cards that, even if the overall player's value didn't go up, that I thought that the card itself that that value should go up in theory because of. And I was this is where I was comparing. So I was looking at, I mean, with select it's a little bit different. Um, I think I used Luca as the select. Uh, whatever, I forget the term I used, but the the control, I guess, as, like, the baseline for the information. And I think the Luca was, like, select was, like, 40% of the value, and the Mitchell cards were, I think at the time, the Donovan Mitchell Prism cards were $90, and the select cards were $25. So in in the numbers that I was running, essentially, I I looked at the Mitchell card, and I said, well... If the player's value doesn't go up, if the player's value stays pat where it is, which I don't think anybody could have predicted what has happened with the market, because I don't know. I, I okay, sorry, sorry. I'll get in that. I'll get into that point after this. So overall, the point is basically, I looked at the Mitchell card and it was twenty five dollars. The Prism card was ninety dollars. There, I think it was the four. I think it was forty percent. If I'm correct, if I if I remember correctly, back to when I was doing this research. So, like in my head, I was looking at the Mitchell Select card, and I said, "Well, if Mitchell Prisms don't go past ninety dollars, this Select card, in theory, should be worth um, at least fifty. Because no, yeah, yeah, it should be worth. I think it should be. It was either fifty or forty five. I forget the exact number. But I looked at the card itself, and I said, "Well, it should be worth this." even if the other thing doesn't go up. And I've, that's how I kind of talked about doing some of the research on some of these underpriced cards. And I think going forward, these underpriced cards are going to be super important because of the fact that kind of the whole market has gone up pretty significantly. And I think, you know, what you're going to see is you're going to continue to see this happening. And I was talking to uh, Greg. Uh, let me see if I can pull up his Twitter um, GK45X5. So I was talking to him on Twitter, and one of the points I made was that I don't even... We are starting to see more, like, famous people and, like, people with money, actual money, not, like, sports card money. Because I think with sports card money, our, our vision of what we are buying is different than someone who just has a ton of money and a ton of money to spend. Because with, with sports cards... No one, you know, if you if you have made your money in sports cards, I think you're looking at comps and stuff, and you're saying that's I don't want to pay that because I don't think it's worth that. But someone, it's it's a mindset thing. So someone coming in with just money, like 
not from sports cards. They're going to look at, you know, I'm going to make these numbers up here. I don't remember off the top of my head. So they're going to look at like a Luca card. Let's say a Luca card is selling pretty consistently for $1,000, but at the time of, um, at the time of somebody with money coming in with a with a, a lot of expendable income, like a famous person or someone who's just is wealthy coming in, there's no there's no cards that are worth a thousand dollars. There's only cards that are worth twelve hundred dollars. They're gonna buy the one that's twelve hundred dollars because first of all, they don't even realize that that's actually not the value of the card. But they're gonna say, I don't care that I don't care the two hundred dollar difference to them doesn't it doesn't change. It doesn't change their opinion about the player, and it doesn't change their opinion that they want the card. And they have the money to, like, see, because, like, with with people who maybe have wealth or are rich, they, they're looking at that maybe differently than someone who is buying and selling sports cards for a living, or maybe someone who's like, this is just a side thing for them, like... They're looking at yes. In the future, the Luca card could be worth fifteen hundred dollars, but like they're not going to spend the twelve hundred on the Luca card because like if they do that, that's going to either take money away from maybe another deal they want to do, or that's just they have a they have maybe a discipline that they're saying if this Luca card is a thousand dollars, I'm not going to spend over the market value. So like there's going to be wealthy people coming in that are willing to spend twenty thirty percent more of the comps, and I I think it's starting. And I think that's one of the main reasons we're seeing kind of crazy spikes all right at once. Like, all like, all right away, we're seeing these crazy spikes. And I'm not talking about like the TJ Warren or the Ball Bowl cards. Like, we're, we're talking like soccer, we're talking basketball, we're talking like established players who, within a, like Mbappe, for example, his cards have gone from like 250 during the pandemic to like almost $1,000 now. Like, and there has been, you know, he was cover of FIFA, stuff like that. So there's stuff in the news that would cause those cards to go up. But, you know, there's people who have the money, have the expendable income, and they don't really, they don't care that the card is $200 more than what it's selling for currently. That's kind of the point that I'm trying to make here. And that's kind of what we're seeing across the board with these cards. And... I do also think, like, I saw an interesting video on TikTok yesterday, and this is kind of maybe the second point of the podcast that's getting away from cards that I sold. Oh, and also, sorry, the Tatum card that I bought for seventy five, I sold for three fifty. That's another. That was another pretty big, uh, pretty big sell there. And then also, I bought a. Um, I I took. I don't think I. I think I forgot to mention this even on Instagram. I bought the nineteen seventy two tops. Phil Jackson rookie PSA seven for forty dollars, and I sold it for one fifty. So not as as large of a margin as some of these other cards, but still pretty good. And I sold it a little bit of time after the Jordan documentary, um, which you know the Jordan documentary. And I think a good example is like during that Jordan documentary, you look at what happened to like there was an there was a card that sold in golden auction, the PSA ten Jordan Fleer card that sold for ninety six thousand dollars. It's not that's you, you and then you look at the last few sales like there that card has gone down but I think that person that person it's the same concept as the Luca concept but on like a way larger scale like for the person who has the $70,000 to spend on a sports card the extra $20,000 to get this card they're like that's fine like I I'll just do that because and even for them, like they may be looking at it, or they're definitely looking at it as I'm going to sell this in the future for like two hundred thousand dollars, maybe. So to get it for 
Now, granted, if they were a little bit more patient, they could have probably found it for like a 75000 or like a 70000 But they're all right with buying that card at ninety if they plan on selling it at two hundred, dollars because it's available right then. Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't think people aren't as willing to just wait for a card to become available, so that's why they're buying it. So what was the point that I was just getting at? Um, I think it was just that I made this point on Twitter, and it's the second point of the podcast, that... The card companies, actually, no, I'm going to save this because I think this is probably a, a larger topic, and I'll keep I'll keep talking about um, some of the other cards. But basically, it was just that card companies don't they don't want people selling their product for twice as much on the secondary market, and it kind of goes back to that podcast I did over the weekend about PSA making some changes and adjustments to their system because they're trying to potentially make some more money. But so the pre-pandemic. I, the pre I'm, I'm going to call them pre-pandemic cards because I bought them at the beginning of March, and you know I'm glad that I didn't I didn't because I there was tons of opportunities where I probably could have sold these cards for like seventy five a piece or like sixty a piece or even when they got to fifty I was like holy crap I'm just gonna I I, I this is what I I was hoping they'd get to around seventy five. Uh, because I was hoping that they would go up in price based off of the prism price, but then also they'd go up in price because I was just expecting. Um, I mean, he, uh, uh, let's see. Mitchell was one of the players that I liked uh, for the Jazz in the playoffs. Like, I thought the Jazz had a pretty good chance to go deep into the playoffs. Uh, which now with the restart, it looks like they're definitely going to making it. I don't know how deep they're going to go, but you know, th- I think that's a pretty talented team. The Jazz, they've got. Um, I mean, Mitchell, they've got uh, Rudy Gobert. I mean, they've got, like, some pretty solid pieces on that team that um, are, you know, they're going to be contenders, I think. So, so the Jazz. And then, um, yeah, so, like, I, I just looked at Mitchell as one of the players. And then Tatum, you know, I, as a Boston fan, I think I was buying Tatum at $75 because I was still a little bit uh, disappointed in myself that I didn't buy the Tatum Prism rookies for 40 at the beginning of the season, like, Tatum, I I sort of knew as a Boston fan, like that's why I was disappointed. I was just disappointed in myself that I wouldn't spend the money on Tatum because I knew how good he was going to be. And same with Jalen Brown because Jalen Brown's another player who I think is sneaky, going to be just as good as Tatum. I think, unfortunately, I think Jalen Brown maybe sold himself a little bit short with the contract extension. Um, but I feel like. I don't know. I, I, he signed that contract extension, and then this is this has definitely been his best season for Tatum. For Brown, Tatum, you know, he also has had a great season. I think next year he's probably going to cement himself as like a top fifteen to twenty player in this league, maybe even top ten, depending on how well he does. Maybe going down this stretch. Um, but I, so yeah, I think the Celtics are going to be interesting, and I was a little bit disappointed in myself for not buying Tatum's and Browns. So that's why I bought that select card. Which, granted, like I said, it was I bought it for seventy five. I sold it for three fifty. So that was pretty big. And I, I'm not even I'm not even going to look at that card now because I'm a sh- I'm almost sure that it's probably like almost a five hundred dollar card now, uh, just based off of every other investment. Like I, I've talked about this. I talked about this on Twitter. Um, I sold a Kobe rookie pre-pandemic, like maybe like fresh into March, like right when everything started shutting down, I sold it for $600. And then I sold my second Kobe rookie that I bought for $1,200. And those are like four to 5K now. So that's unfortunate because if I had just sold those cards, I wouldn't have had to sell any of the other cards that I have sold. So, I mean, that's un- that's unfortunate, but at the same time, like I, 
I I I bought them for a hundred dollars a piece. So like I made a crazy amount of profit on those cards. So you know it's unfortunate that I sold them so soon. Um, but at the same time, like I made the profit on the card, so I'm all right with that. Um, and that's basically all I've got for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for leaving a review on iTunes if you've done that. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. we got a new YouTube video going up Friday. Uh, thank you all for listening, and I'll see you in the next one.